Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm delighted. I've been la-di-da-din. Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top, man. These boys, they be potting. I trust them like a lot. And they told me that I get it. Guess what? I got it. You should do it too. You will never lose. If you ever do, must have been a ruse. Ricky, that's my dude. Stoops are super cool. Sharks up in the pool. I've been sparking up my tools. I've been looking to win. Spend a little again. I've been first fiddled it in. My God, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down I said I'm down with the sickness My team stay ill now come get this I'm just so David in light I stay ready tonight Deep dive, we rise That's the medley, alright David the light David the light Da-da-da, da-da-da Da-da, David the light Hey Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to start a brand new um, series, it's the Versus Battle. Um, Stoops and I talked a couple weeks ago about two guys. It's going to be the first show that we did. And when we talked about them, we're like, man, it'd be pretty cool to do a show of battles. And once he came up with the idea of doing that, we kind of honed in. And uh, we came up with the idea of making it a whole series. Um, some episodes we're going to have guys of which we both agree on. And then there's going to be other episodes where we're going to go to town on each other. You know what I mean? Like, especially the infamous Etienne versus Harris battle. I'm looking forward to that one. But today's episode is the topic of conversation on Twitter, which I don't think is really much of a topic of conversation. I think we both believe it should be a topic of conversation. And that's Michael Carter versus Javante Williams. As always, I am joined by my partner here, Stoops. How are you, bud? I'm doing great. I'm definitely excited to dive into this one because, like you said, it's it seems as if Williams is just this, you know, afterthought. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy. So I'm definitely glad we we chose this one first and um, kind of excited. So I mean, I, you know, after di- diving in a little bit deeper and looking at their numbers and watching a little bit of film. It, it came out to be a little closer than what I thought it would be, but um, I still have my preference and we'll reveal that at the end. But um, it, it's, it's exciting to dive in, you know, to the numbers and, and kind of watch what their abilities are um, more in depth than maybe what you have previously. So definitely gonna be excited to kind of see what, what your thoughts are. And I'm sure they're going to, not your hours, our thoughts are going to be, you know, the unpopular one but there's some reasons behind it and we'll we'll get into it so I'm, I'm pretty excited to see kind of what we what we got going and what people respond with 
Yeah, for me, it's kind of when I was looking at the tape, you're right. There's a lot to, and I'll kind of kick it off with a small synopsis of watching what I what I kind of saw on tape first. You know what I mean? And for me, there's a lot to like for both guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the coaching staff did a great job of utilizing both guys' talent in order to enhance the team as a collective whole. Um, it's crazy to me to see this team and have two guys that, you know, in a shortened season, an 11, in, in an uh, 11 game season, which, you know, it's a, they basically almost played an entire season compared to what norm, what they normally do, which is impressive enough, but it was interesting to see you have Sam Howell, the quarterback position, obviously how throws the ball 350 times, but then you have two guys that had, 300 carries between the two of them and you know over 2,000 yards combined and over 27 touchdowns or 28 touchdowns together uh, you know running the ball and then adding another five to the air so it's crazy to see an offense that has so many things working for them um and when you watch the tape for me like when you break it down I feel like Carter was more of of the uh the guy that kind of got you there and then of course mm-hmm. i know you're going to touch on this you got some good stats with this but then you know javante was more like the bruiser back you know what i mean it was like you know one guy was you know it was like thunder and lightning you know what yep. i mean like that's exactly what it is and that's kind of what you can compare these two but when you watch them on tape there's a lot of of things that were very much the same i think they're both pretty good pass blockers um i think they're very good in the pass blocking game I think hands wise, you know what I mean? They, they have a similar attributes there. I think that for me, Carter kind of leans a little bit more there. Um, he, he's a little bit better with the ball, I believe. Um, you know, strength, when it, when it comes down to the strengths, I think that, you know, I think Williams obviously is the, the better back when it comes to power back and, and kind of forcing the ball down your throat. And I just think that when you watch them on tape, it's far closer then people make it seem correct. Correct. Yeah. So when you watch the tape, kind of what did you what did you get, Stoops? Yeah. So for me, you you hit it. It's it's. I mean, when you look at their size, right? So you've got Williams who's sitting at about 220. and you've got Carter who's sitting at about five eight one ninety nine. So I mean, you're talking weight difference there. The height is what it is, right? Um, but you're, you're talking a little bit di- well pretty good difference there about 20 pounds you know in the weight category but like you said it's it's the thunder and lightning they they do complement each other very well and if you really look at it on an nfl aspect of it a lot of teams are kind of going that way um now obviously if you can get a guy that does both then that's most ideal but having that change of pace back um i think is definitely a, a phenomenal thing to have and north carolina did it very well right so when you watch them both on film i mean williams is definitely the bruiser he's definitely the guy that's going to get you those short yards um carter can do it he can do it but that's not really what he's asked to do um he's definitely the speed guy i think um to me he as crazy as it sounds he's almost more fun to watch I, I i don't know if that's you know the the right way to say it per se but a little more elusive, a little bit more, um, you know, it, it, he's able to make people miss with it. So I, man, it, it, it's closer than what people think. That's for sure. And they just have different playing styles. That's, that's what I think the, where people kind of get lost in it. Um, especially if all you do is just kind of sit down and look at the numbers, um, which all, you know, I, I've got some, some cool stuff down here, but when you get into the numbers, like it's, 
it's far closer than what you think when you look at the career totals, right? If you look at just this one season, you look at the difference in rushing touchdowns. And of course, Williams is going to be far and above. But when you really break down the numbers over the career, um, they're actually much, much closer than what, what a lot of people would probably think. Yeah, for me, the thing that kind of stood out the most was it's, it's the rushing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. You know what I mean? When you look at it, 150, like just this year's stats alone. Let's, let's kind of like dive into this year's stats. You know what I mean? Obviously there's a lot to love on, on both of these guys' palettes, but looking at Javante Williams' stats, you know, he's got 11, or uh, he had uh, in 11 games, 157 carries for, um, sorry, my computer just completely just 1,140 rushing yards. Yeah. And then of course he had the 19 touchdowns, right? Which is what everybody points at. And that's obviously, you know, that's, that's really nice. You know what I mean? He had, but think about it. So one 157 carries 1140 yards. And of course the 19 touchdowns, but then on the flip side, if you look at Michael Carter, he had one less carry. He had the 12, he had 156 carries 1245 yards. He averaged eight point yards a carry. And then he only had nine touchdowns, same amount of catches. Now, Javante had a few, obviously more bigger plays in the passing game, averaged, you know, two more yards per carry. But the one of the, you look at it, 182 plays from scrimmage, 1,445 yards, 181 yards, uh, 181 uh, plays from scrimmage, 1,512 yards. The difference between these two outside of the touchdowns is very small. Another thing that stood out for me is this for Michael Carter. In 2019, he had 19 kick returns for 466 yards, averaged 24.5 yards per kick return. And then, of course, in his senior year, he had eight for 156, averaging 19 um, yards per kick return. Another thing that I really liked that kind of stood out for me based on what we've been watching between these two, I like a, you know, I like a guy that's going to be able to get on the football field. And to me, that's how you get on the football field, period. You get on the football field by making plays, by doing things. And he's going to see the football field a lot sooner. I'm not saying Javante Williams isn't going to be your everyday, every down back. But Michael Carter has the capabilities of being a multifacet, you know, fantasy stud. And that's where we're looking at this as well. You cannot just look at the touchdowns. You can't. That's just, it's, 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 in my opinion, it's kind of lazy, right? It, it, it's it's lazy analysts if you look at it. Yes, 19 touchdowns versus nine touchdowns. I get it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
But now I'm going to kick it to my boy Stoops, where he's going to break down the 19 touchdowns versus the nine touchdown situation as well. Yeah. So I was curious because um, it actually kind of kicked in. My this thought kind of kicked in whenever I was uh, watching uh, the film. Basically, there was a lot of plays where Michael Carter had big, you know, runs, catches, anything like that. So I went and broke it down. I looked a little bit closer as far as when they got into the red zone, like a play that got the team into the red zone, kind of what was the result. So I looked at the plays where Carter or Williams scored. So this isn't including ones where, you know, Hal threw a touchdown to someone else or ran a touchdown or anything like that. This is where Carter and Williams scored. One of them scored a touchdown. There were 11 instances where Carter had some form of a play that got them into the red zone. And of those 11, Williams ended up with a touchdown seven times, seven of those 11. And what was it? One, two, three, four, six of those were one yard touchdowns, right? Which is great. Don't get me wrong. A touchdown's a touchdown, whether it's one yard or 20 yards, it doesn't matter. But the fact that Carter essentially set them up for that opportunity. And now Williams is the one that gets the, the you know the benefit of running that touchdown in there at the tail end of it shows to me like Carter would have got those touchdowns Carter or obviously a passing touchdown to someone else whatever it might be but the touchdowns would have been much much closer even if they were on the same team if Carter would have gotten those opportunities so you flip it over I looked again okay well how many times did Williams you know get the team into the red zone where Carter ended up with the touchdown it was twice Williams had it was a 29 yard reception and 37 yard run so big plays right that got them into the red zone but in the end whenever Carter got those two touchdowns it was a 16 yard touchdown and a 12 yard touchdown so Carter was making it happen on further plays out while Williams is again he's the bruiser right the one yard touchdowns he was the other one was a four yard and a six yard right a six yard run to get him a little bit closer but it's those short yardage plays where that's where Williams got those opportunities so Carter gets them there as well as other guys, but then Williams benefits from those short yardage plays. So Carter's the one that gets kind of those, you know, longer plays, the 16 and 12 yard touchdown. So when you really break it down in that sense, it is the thunder. It's, it's, it's as much of a thunder and lightning as you can imagine it to be. Exactly. So for me, it's one of those where I truly believe that if, and they are on the same team, obviously, or we're on the same team. If it was just Carter I'd be shocked if he had anything less than 17 to 21, 22 rushing touchdowns, right? On top of his receiving aspect. Now, you can also look at the flip side. Well, they didn't have the bruisers, so would he really? I think Carter's talent is there. I don't think he's getting enough credit because um, he can get those short yardage plays, but he's also able to make people miss. So I do believe that based on all of that, I think Carter's the one that should have been, you know, <laughs> benefiting more. It shouldn't have been a 19 to 9 you know, comparison on the rushing aspect of things. Carter could potentially even be upwards of 12 to 14, which obviously brings now Williams down to that 14 to 15 mark. So when you look at it in, in that sense, Carter just sets them up and then Williams is the one that finishes it up. And of course, they're team guys. They don't care about that stuff necessarily. But as a fantasy guy, I do. I do. Yeah, but, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. So I, I like that from the the red zone aspect kind of looking at it, but then I, you know, whenever I went to their career numbers um, again, it's, it's, it's closer than, than what, you know, people are making it out to be. When you look at the one season this year, obviously you can look at it and especially the rushing touchdowns, there's a big, big difference. But when you look at career totals, I mean, yards per carry, 
Carter has the advantage there. And then you kind of go to the other ones, rushing touchdowns. Williams has the advantage. It's 29 to 22, but he had 19 of them this year. All right. So there, to me, it's not a huge difference because one year is what separates that yards per reception, basically eight yards for Carter, 10.8 for Williams. Um, but he, Carter had 82 receptions compared to the 50. Now Carter does have a whole extra year on, on Williams. I will say that Carter's got four years. Williams only got the three. So difference in games there. But, um, one thing that really did stand out to me, and this does give Williams kind of the advantage. I looked at how many 100 plus yard games they had, right? That's rushing yards and receiving yards. What a combination, hundred plus yards. Williams was at 46.7% of his games had hundred and plus yards. Carter had 34.1, which is still a phenomenal, phenomenal number, right? Absolutely. Um, 15 of his 44 total games for Carter and 14 of the t- uh, 30 total games for, for Williams. Then I looked at it again, red zone touchdowns, 31% of his touches uh, of, of Williams touched touches inside the red zone, went for a touchdown. Um, and then Carter was at 16.2. So it was basically half of it. But again, he had 99 red zone touches, only 16 touchdowns. And then you look at uh, Williams, he had 87 touches in the three years compared to four. So he was just giving the ball a whole lot more inside that red zone. And yards per game are almost even. Williams is at 94.5, Carter's at 92.3. So for me, yes, Williams technically has the advantages when you look at those numbers there. But it, it, it's, it's, it's the opportunities, right? Williams got those opportunities, which speaks volumes for his abilities. But to me, I, I still think Carter, when you watch the film, he shows the abilities to make it happen. It was just the, the scheme of the offense. I think Carter's going to be the one that comes out and really surprises a lot of guys that not slept on him per se. Um, but I just think those numbers that we just spoke on. Yeah. When you look at the percentages of breakdowns for hundred plus yard games, touchdowns, so on and so forth. But when you look at the receptions, uh, yards per reception, rushing yards, yards per carry, stuff like that, Carter's getting it done, right? He's doing just as much as Williams. It just came down to those play calls. So I don't know. I agree with you hundred percent. Like, I mean, when you have a guy that gets 18 more red zone touches Mm -hmm. than the other guy, it's, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? He had 17, 17 of his 19 rushing touchdowns came in the red zone in, in the red zone. Right. You know what I mean? It's don't get me wrong. And that's impressive, right? Javante Williams is, you know, one in three touches in the red zone equal to touch, you know, one in three uh, red zone touches equal to touchdown that's super impressive we're not taking away from Javante Williams we think Javante Williams is a very good back you know what I mean I just think and I've seen a lot of people in the in the in the draft world the Debbie circles the the rookie aspect of this saying that he's either one two or three and for me, I don't have Javante Williams that high. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have Williams that high. Williams, when you watch him, he's impressive. And I do think that he moved up my board. I just feel like to say that he is better than Etienne or Harris is, in my opinion, is crazy. Yeah. But when you look at the numbers, I, I, I don't know. When I, I feel like another thing that I really like for Carter and, and Williams, even though Williams had a little bit more yards through the, uh, through the air, um, obviously, I think he had a little bit, a little almost 40 yards more than he did through the air last season. I really enjoyed watching Carter catch the ball, right? I felt like it was a little bit more smoother. And obviously, that comes with Williams being more of the bruiser. The bruisers are never really fluent with catching the ball. Derrick Henry's not the, the most, he's so awkward to watch when he catches the ball. 
what he does after he catches the ball is obviously what matters, right? You know what I mean? He will run you over, drag seven guys with you, but it's getting him the ball is what it is, is what the concern is there. But for me, Carter fits the NFL style better than Javante does. And that's just how I feel. Watching the tape, it didn't change my mind. It's again, this isn't a, a Carter is, light years better than Javante podcast. It's just saying that we're discrediting Michael Carter. I think, I think we're just disrespecting Michael Carter's ability and what he did this year. I really feel like I stoops. I think you feel the same way as I do when you watch the tape, they're not, they're this, they're they're. It's not that much of a difference. Mm -hmm. You, if you have Javante Williams ranked higher than Michael Carter, I'm not going to be mad at you for it, but Michael Carter better be, within a, a guy or two away from where you have Williams, because if you're, if it's not that, then you didn't watch North Carolina play football, right? You know what I mean? You didn't watch the tape, watch the tape. Yes. You see Williams run guys over. Okay. But when you have a guy that runs that, that had 12% of his runs that go for over 21 yards, six touchdowns over 21 yards, six touchdowns, Michael Carter had for over 21 yards this year. Okay. That is impressive. Now think about that. Nine rushing touchdowns, six came from over 21 yards, right? Get a 65 and a 62-yard run. If you break that down, think about that. If he gets tackled within the five, he has three rushing touchdowns this year. Why? Because Javante Williams was the back that came in and cleaned up his mess. That's what it is. Look at the numbers, guys. And and that's – it's crazy to me because – for the longest time, I heard you say this, right? And then, of course, we got the slander came in. Oh, my God, I can't believe you have Javante Williams so low. And Okay, well, give me the offseason. Let me, let me dive into the tape. And, you know, I went into it with open mind. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to watch the tape. Javante Williams is going to be that guy when I'm done watching it. And when I came away from watching the tape, Javante Williams impressed me more than I had initially thought. But I cannot discredit Michael Carter and his ability and his stats and his numbers and what he's capable to do out of this backfield, because I think he is as, as NFL ready as Javante Williams is Stoops. I agree. And I even went, so because Carter, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because Carter has kind of that one extra year on Williams. So what I did then was I went and looked at stats. Well, what was it once Mac Brown got there, right? Once Mac Brown was there and they were both on the team together, so on and so forth the numbers really start to even out outside of the rushing touchdowns. And again, it's that 19 that really boosted everything. But when you look at it, yards per carry, uh, Carter's still ahead, 6.8 to 6.4. Yards per reception, technically Williams is still ahead, 9.2 to 11.5. The the 100-plus yard games, much closer. Uh, Williams was at 54.2. Carter's at 45.8, right? So we're much closer there. There was a two-game difference, basically, where Carter didn't have 100-plus yards and Williams did. Then you look at the red zone touchdowns, still 29.3 to Williams, 13.8 to Carter. But then you look at the yards per game, Carter was at 111.2 and Williams was at 106.4 average. So again, both phenomenal numbers. We're not taking anything away. But once Matt Brown got there, yes, Williams got the touchdowns, but Carter was getting those yards. He was getting those opportunities. He was setting everything up, not everything, but he was setting it up for Williams, for Brown, for Newsom, for Howe, for whoever, right? So he was definitely a key factor in that aspect. And then I even went further and looked at the top 25 whenever they played the top 25 opponents. What do the stats look like there? In five games, this is all under Mac Brown still, in the five games against the top 25 opponents, 
Carter had 9.6 yards per carry. Williams had 7.7, which is still a great number, right? Still a great number. Yards per reception, Carter's at 10.8. Williams was at 11.1. Very similar there. And then you look at the yards per game, 174 yards per game for Carter, 148.4 for Williams. So what that says to me is both are great against top opponents, first of all, right? Yeah. But again, Carter is getting those opportunities in the rushing and the receiving aspect and he's making plays. So like you had said, this is not me coming out and saying you're wrong on Williams. He shouldn't be that high. That is not it at all. I just think it needs to be a discussion that Michael Carter is better and closer than what people are really saying. Right. Again, if you have Williams higher than Carter, I am not upset about that whatsoever. But if you're going to have Williams inside your top five, I think Carter needs to be at worst in your top eight. I truly believe that. Um, I agree with you. I just, you've got to be closer. If you've got Williams top five, you can't have Carter outside of your top 10. I just think one that's, that's just, it's, it, well, man, more, most importantly, it's just kind of disrespectful to Carter. <laughs> yeah. He's doing essentially, if not better, the same stats, same thing that Williams is doing minus rushing touchdowns. So it's it's a closer discussion than what a lot of people are saying. I still lean Carter personally. I just think he's got the tools to to be out there um, on those passing downs. Car- I mean, I'm sorry, Williams can do it. We, we have no no concerns with that. No. But it's just the speed. It's the agility. He's a slippery runner, right? It's it's you're not going to bring him down with a one arm tackle, right? And being the size that he is, I think once he gets to an NFL team, so he's listed at 199 right now. I'd be shocked if we don't see him closer to that 210 mark. Yep. Albeit it's only what 10, 11 pounds difference, but that can make a huge difference in just that one extra push right at that red zone. Uh, I'm sorry, right there, kind of in within the five yard line to get those rushing touchdowns in there. So I think Carter's the guy that you're going to get later in drafts. First of all, I, I, I believe that Williams is going to be the one that's now probably a mid to late first round rookie draft pick. I think Carter, you're going to get him mid to late second, and you can draft else something else in in, in the first round. So, I don't know. Uh, I think landing spots. Obviously, we always say that landing spots going to be a big thing for both of them. But I think Carter's one that's almost. I don't want to say landing proof or landing spot proof. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I think he can fit in better. Like you said, special teams. He's going to get on the field there. And that's what's going to pr- progress, you know, into to other aspects of it. So I just think it needs to be a discussion. Carter's closer than what people are really saying. And I just, I just think it's getting pushed to the back burner and it shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, I, ha- I, I don't really have anything to add to that. To me, I, I feel like when it comes down to it, um, for me personally, it, it's a lot closer. I, I think that what you t- hit on, hit the nail on the head is, is, the comparison, yes. I'm not saying you can't like Javante Williams more. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're saying. Just give Michael Credit the respect that he deserves, right? So for me, that's what we have to do here. Focus on watching the tape, watching these two go at it, and 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 make a better decision on who we think in the long run. I do think if, man, if Carter can put on 10 more pounds, whoo, yep. it, it, I, I don't know, man. I, I, he's more ready for Sundays. Um. I just like I'm 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 a Michael Carter guy. You know what I mean? I'll get us let's get us t-shirts. You know what I mean? Mark Michael Carter guys. 
But uh, it, there was so one there was one tweet that I saw where it was basically in it was about Williams, right? And they were talking, oh, he's had back to back thousand yard, you know, seasons, um, total yards, so on and so forth. Michael Carter's had back to back one thousand rushing seasons, right? Yeah. Cart I mean, Williams has had basically over a thousand combined with the rushing yards and receiving yards added in. But Carter's had back-to-back 1,000-plus rushing seasons. Now you add in the receiving thing. So it's stuff like that where, don't get me wrong, again, I keep saying this, we're not knocking Williams. Yeah. But to put out tweets where it's like, oh, look what Williams did. Well, look what he did. You know what I mean? He's doing, he did the same thing, basically. So it's just things like that, you know, that, that you can boost up one guy, but if you're going to boost up one guy, and if another guy's doing it, you got to boost him up too. So my thoughts, exactly. I don't think that you can and say it any better than that. And I think it's perfect to, to end on that exact nature because it's, it's, you know, we're not forcing you to change your mind. We're just asking you to look no. at the big picture. That's the thing. So Stoops, you got anything else to add down on Carter versus Williams? I do not. Yeah, I don't either. Thanks so much for tuning in to the very first episode of the versus battles. Um, we're excited to do more of these. Like I said, if you have anybody that you would like us to tackle, um, please let Stoops and I know or just hit us up on Twitter at Stoops1990, myself up at Ricky Valera underscore. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Uh, make sure to check out the rest of the shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.